The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The crowds asked John the Baptist, what should we do? He said to them in reply, whoever has two cloaks should share with the person who has none. And whoever has food should do likewise. Even tax collectors came to be baptized, and they said to him, Teacher, what should we do? He answered them, Stop collecting more than what is prescribed. Soldiers asked him, And what is it that we should do? He told them, Do not practice extortion. Do not falsely accuse anyone, and be satisfied with your wages. Now the people were filled with expectation and all were asking in their hearts whether John might be the Christ. John answered them all saying, I am baptizing you with water, but one mightier than I is coming. I am not worthy to loosen the thongs of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Exhorting them in many other ways, he preached good news to the people. The Gospel of the Lord. It's a great joy to be with you all this morning on this Gaudete Sunday and this third Sunday of Advent, which takes the entrance antiphon from St. Paul's letter to the Philippians that we had in the second reading today. Rejoice in the Lord always. I shall say it again, rejoice. And, And we're called to rejoice because the Lord is near, because relief is near because salvation is near because the thing that we've needed but didn't have is near is close at hand and and i remember when i was young and uh and and this sunday would roll around during advent and and all that really meant to me was like ah, christmas is almost here you know and, and the priest wears those pink vestments on this Sunday, and there's the candle on the Advent wreath, and, and it just means, like, Christmas is almost here. And uh, especially on, like, short Christmas weeks where Christmas is, like, on a Monday, and then, and then it's like, bam, it's really almost here. This, this year, Christmas is on a Saturday, so still plenty of time left. As a pastor, I'm like, thank God. Um, <laughs> Also, as a Christmas shopper, I'm like, thank God, because I'm really bad at buying gifts early. Um, but, but it also is a kind of, it's a kind of a reminder that we're, we're halfway through the Advent season, and it's a time to ask ourselves, okay, like, how is our Advent going? And, and are we taking advantage of what our Lord is desiring to do in our hearts during this Advent season? You know, and we've been talking the last couple of weeks about 
you know, the Advent season really being a time to clear out the junk that is in our hearts and, and to make space for our Lord, right? To make space for our Lord. And the purpose of that is because like, what our Lord has to offer is so much better than everything else. And we focus a little more closely on John the Baptist this week and, and, and made me laugh as I was reading the gospel this morning when the crowds ask him, well, what should we do? Because it really is the question that lots of people will ask me, like they come for spiritual direction or something like that. And they'll be like, okay, Father, what do I do? You just really need to learn that our Lord loves you. Okay, so what do I need to do? Well, you need to not do anything. You need to just let our Lord do something. And that's really hard. Like, it's really hard sometimes to, to learn that, that it's really about doing less and letting our Lord do more. And, and when they ask John the Baptist these questions, you know, what should we do? Really, his answer is, to be generous and stop sinning. Like, that's it, right? That's it. So he tells the crowds in general to be generous. Whoever has two cloaks should share with the person who has none. Whoever has food should do likewise. And then for the tax collectors and the soldiers, like, stop sinning. Like, stop extorting people. Don't overcharge. Don't falsely accuse. Be satisfied with, what, with your wages. Like, stop sinning. And, and that's the simplest version of John the Baptist preaching is, is stop sinning and be generous. And, and that's a way of preparing for, right? Preparing for what our Lord wants to do. Right? What our Lord wants to do. And he reminds us that what our Lord desires to do is much greater than what he's done. I'm baptizing you with water, but one mightier than I is coming. I'm not worthy to loosen the thongs of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. There's something more there. There's something more there. And it's a reminder to all of us that the spiritual life is about something more than, than just asking that question, what should I do? And it's actually, it's even more than just like, well, stop sinning and be generous. Because it's really about being in relationship with, with Jesus Christ, who is the son of the living God. And preparing a place in our hearts so that God himself might enter. And we're preparing to celebrate Christmas when God himself entered into the world in a way that was unimaginable. That the second person of the Holy Trinity took a human nature to himself and became like us in all things but sin. So that we could become like him. So that we could share in his divine life. So that we can enter into relationship with him and with his father. Like, that's the goal. To fall more and more in love with him and to have a heart that burns with the fire of his love. 
And so John the Baptist came to proclaim a baptism of repentance and and to call people to stop sinning, to clear out the space in your heart, to clear out the junk in your life. So that your hearts might be open for the greater thing, right? for the greater thing. And we ourselves, we always have to have our eyes on the greater thing because sometimes we can fall into the complacency of saying, okay, what's the, what's the requirement or what's the minimum that I'm supposed to do? Instead of asking ourselves, like, what's, what's the more that our Lord desires for me? The more is about falling in love with our Lord and then allowing him to direct our lives so that we do less and he does more. Just as John the Baptist says, like, I must decrease and he must increase. And it really is an amazing thing because it's John the Baptist desires for his disciples that they become disciples of Jesus. And I really think he was probably speaking to them out of his own experience and his own encounters with Jesus and, and knowing that Jesus changed his own life, even from the womb, right? Even from the womb. You know, I was, I was kind of praying about that. I had this image of, you know, Mary going to Elizabeth at the visitation and then, and then probably they would go back and get together when their kids were like two years old or three years old and And John the Baptist hearing this story about, you know, the first time when your cousin was in his mom's womb and they came to see, and as soon as I heard her voice, you just leapt for joy in my heart. And this kid, like, listening to that and wonder of how, like, his cousin, how Jesus changed his life before he was even born. And so his desire is that Jesus will change the life of his disciples. And that is our own desire. It should be our own desire that, that our own hearts continue to be changed. Because when we do clear out that space, when we do clear out that space and our Lord truly enters into our life, it's then that we experience this thing called joy and we come to know what it means to rejoice. And even when the world might be crazy around us, we're okay and we're actually like filled with contentment and peace because of everything that our Lord has done for us in our lives. And so, so again, I just encourage you in, in this last two weeks before Christmas as, as we're frantically trying to get you know, ready, get our homes ready or our travel arrangements ready or presents ready, ready and and everything that's involved with that, that we, we remember to, to take the time to get our hearts ready. And, you know, a couple of more things are still on the calendar. You know, we had a great morning of recollection yesterday morning, and all the talks from that kind of mini retreat morning are on the Facebook pages for the parishes. And I also put the link to find them in my podcast in the bulletin. Um, I'm also putting all of the daily mass homilies during Advent on my podcast. So if you, if you just want to listen to a homily every day, it's like five minutes. And it's just kind of five minutes to kind of reset and remember, okay, this is Advent. And, and I'm working on preparing my heart 
We also have the penance service scheduled for Thursday at 7 p.m. here. And we'll have another Advent Holy Hour to kind of close out the Advent season on Saturday. And, uh, and so just to encourage you to, to take advantage of those times to, to make a good confession, to clear out that space so that we will receive the Lord with great joy when we celebrate his coming at Christmas and that our lives constantly speak those words of St. Paul, rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice.